Thank you for listening to this new episode of the podcast by the still water. It is our intent that these messages be an encouragement in your search for the God of heaven. Thank you for listening. Who is the greatest? This is a question that is almost guaranteed to cause an argument. And it doesn't matter what the subject is. Who is the greatest baseball player? Who is the greatest singer? Who is the greatest race car driver? Who is the greatest chess player? Whatever the sport or activity, there will be a host of answers. If you ask the question, who is the greatest golfer? Some would say Tiger Woods, while others would say Jack Nicklaus, while others might say Bobby Jones. Each of these choices have passionate supporters and good arguments to back up their choice. Some choices for the greatest are backed up by statistics. Someone might well say Wilt Chamberlain was the greatest basketball player because he scored over 100 points in one game, while others might say Michael Jordan because of how many championships he won. Others would consider the popularity as the measure, while others might consider technical skills to be the correct measure. History also adds fuel to the debate. The game of baseball has changed a great deal since Babe Ruth played in the 1920s and 30s. The ball is different. The parks are different. Pitching has changed, and even the fielding gloves have changed. Could Babe Ruth be considered the greatest even with these changes? But the basis of deciding who the greatest might be is often who was the strongest, the fastest, the richest, or the most successful. Who sold the most records, Elvis or Prince? But someone else was asked the question, who is the greatest? And their answer was different than anyone else. About that time, the followers of Jesus came and asked, who is the greatest in God's kingdom? Jesus called a little child to come to him. He stood the child in front of the followers. Then he said, the truth is, you must change your thinking and become like little children. If you don't do this, you will never enter God's kingdom. The greatest person in God's kingdom is the one who makes himself humble like this child. Whoever accepts a little child like this in my name is accepting me. The question is asked, who is the greatest? But the answer was counter to everything most people would think. In the minds of most, the greatest should be the richest, or the most powerful, or the most talented, or even the bravest. But that is one clear way we understand that the gospel is not from man's wisdom or man's values. The standards of questions such as, who is the greatest, are very different. The God of heaven, speaking through the prophet Isaiah, said it this way, the Lord says, My thoughts are not your thoughts. Your ways are not like mine. Just as the heavens are higher than the earth, so my ways are higher than your ways. And my thoughts are higher than your thoughts. That is both one of the greatest blessings of the message of Jesus and also one of the most challenging. It is a blessing because the thoughts and values of Jesus and his people stand out in sharp contrast to the values and thinking of the world. This highlights that these things are from the God of heaven and do not reflect the thinking and values of 
philosophers, or popular people. The instructions and point of view of the people of God stand out in contrast and have often caused people to look at the people of God as strange, odd, or even threatening. But it is because they are responding to thoughts and ways that do not come from popular culture or the thinking of man. They come from a higher plane of thinking. They come from the mind and the heart of God. The statement by Jesus about the greatest is an illustration of that. The answer to the question, who is the greatest, is answered by calling over a child. And the child responded. This is sometimes overlooked in this story. Jesus asked the child to come to him, and the child willingly came. A part of the message of God includes the idea that an invitation to join him has been extended to everyone. Those that would be a part of the people of God are those that have willingly responded. This is part of the change in thinking that Jesus speaks of. Some Bible versions read, be converted, an image that speaks of a top-to-bottom remodel in thinking and in actions. But changing the way we think, like responding to this invitation, is a deliberate choice. A number of examples of people that became disciples include the word repent. Repent is not feeling sorry for what you did, but changing the thinking and direction of your life. One example of that is to talk about those that were hostile to the followers of Jesus, then became believers themselves. A jailer in the city of Philippi that had tortured Paul and Silas became a believer and even dressed their wounds that he had caused them. He chose to reverse the course of his life. Another image from the statement of Jesus is his people not only make the choice, but are humble like a child. If we are going to be a part of the people of God, we must be willing to learn from God. This includes learning new values, learning new priorities, and being willing to obey. This is a tough idea in our current society. We value the strong. We value the confident and the knowledgeable. Who Jesus says is the greatest is the children, the ones that are gentle, inquisitive, honest, and trusting. This is seen when Jesus is asked again about the greatest, except this time he is asked about the greatest command. Teacher, which is the greatest command in the law? And he said to them, You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind. This is the great and foremost commandment. The second is like it. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. The greatest are those that are willing to answer the call of Jesus and approach him with humility. The greatest of commands is for those followers to love God without reservation and to love their neighbor. Few statements highlight the difference in the thinking and values of the world and the thinking and values of God. Many of the sports heroes we spoke of before were not very nice people. As great a ball player as Babe Ruth was, he was not nice to those around him. Celebrities and pop stars, some that might be considered great, are not known for their kind words or attitudes. The truth is, 
The benchmark that many use for great or for greatest does not include a measure of the heart or the love for others. For the people of God, love should be what defines them, identifies them, and motivates them. The Apostle John was direct about this when he wrote, Beloved, let us love one another, for love is from God, and everyone who loves is born of God and knows God. The one who does not love does not know God, for God is love. Did you know that being great takes work? To learn to follow Jesus takes work. To learn humility and to learn from Him takes work. To learn to love the values and the principles of God takes work. To learn to love your neighbor, even those that are difficult to love, takes work. To set aside the pride and self-will that our modern world is so fascinated with and take up the attitude of a child takes work. But to do so means we come to know God, for God is love. We will return to this statement by John in later podcast. But know this, the greatest of the people of God are those that would approach the words and the will of Jesus with a childlike willingness to take his hand and let him lead. He has much to teach. And the first of those ideas, the most important of those ideas, is love. We must be converted, changed in our values and thinking to see the love that God has for us and reflect that love in our lives. The one that is unwilling to be led, is unwilling to learn to love, is not a part of God's people, no matter what they may claim. Jesus wants us to come to him. He stands with his hand stretched outward towards us and asks, Will you come to me? Go ahead. Take his hand. Thank you for listening to this episode of By the Still Water. It is our desire that these messages reflect the true Word of God. If you would like to reach us, you can reach us by email at bythestillwater2024 at gmail.com. You can also find us on Facebook at By the Still Water Podcast. Please consider subscribing. This will alert you to new episodes when they are made available. Again, thank you for listening.